702. You're with 702. Your number one news and talk station. 14 minutes after 11 o'clock and it's a pleasure to welcome the mayor of the city of Tswane, Mr. Solim Simanga, here on the line. Brasoli, thank you, my brother, for joining us. I really appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Oh, good evening. Good evening to the listeners. It's been a long time coming, my brother. It's been a long time coming. <laughs> Indeed, it is. <laughs> All right, Brasoli. Uh, a year now i mean you guys took over a little after the third of august so it's about it's been about a year in a nutshell how has your takeover of the city of Tswane been and by the way i need to say this that this is an opportunity to talk to the mayor uh, quite often we'd like to do this more often so that we get a sense of what's going on in the city um, i've put out an, uh, a, a request to your colleague here in uh, johannesburg and a request to the mayor of iguruleni and of course the mayor of Mukhali City, just for us to get a sense of what's going on in our metropoles here in the in the city. So I'm hoping that you'll be available more often, so that we can, you know, address the issues more often. So I'm hoping that uh, that's going to be okay with your people, huh? Aubrey, I've always availed myself to engaging and communicating with, yep. uh, you know, with uh, with the residents and with uh, with uh, um, uh, the people of South Africa, yeah. and more specifically to the people of, uh, of the capital city. Um, you know, uncomfortable as it may be at times, and, you know, uh, we have to. We have to engage. We have to hear what is the temperature out there. We have to know if we're in the right track. We have to know when we're off track. When yeah. we're off track. Yeah. The only way you'll be able to do that is if you avail yourself to engaging um, through media or through, um, you know, uh, platforms such as this. Yeah, yeah. So, it's been a year. How's it been? Ah, my brother, you know, <laughs> it's, it's it's been all sorts of things. It's yeah. been good, it's been bad, it's been a very big learning curve. Um, at the same time, it's one of those things that I would do over and over again because um, we we now beginning to see what we wanted to do um or what we what we hope um we were going to start doing it's now that we're starting to see the result thereof um so it's been it's been a very very um interesting time indeed and i i wouldn't i wouldn't trade it for the world um you know we've had uh things that i you know and i normally i've now developed a say that uh, when we when we got into office we knew there were certain things that we knew and we knew that there were certain things that we didn't know, and we didn't know that we didn't know certain things until we got into office. <laughs> so what are some of those things that are unfolding in the direction that you would want them to unfold, uh, Mr. Mayor? Um, I know that there was a time when you guys couldn't pass certain budgets and so forth, but what are some of the things that you are saying from your perspective, are beginning to look like they are what you want them to look like? Well, Aubrey, let's uh, take um, exactly from the year ago. We we inherited a budget. We were slap bang in the, in, in, in the middle of a, of, a, of a budget cycle, a budget year. Um, therefore, it meant that, uh, um, A, we were dealing with a, an unfunded uh, budget, if you like. Mm. Um, when we got into 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 the hot seat, um, it was around August um, last year, where which meant that uh, the year had already started because the financial year starts around July. Um, there were real commitments that had been made, and to you know a, a great surprise, some of those things that had 
already been committed um, had not been um, properly or adequately financed, meaning that um, the city of Tswane had actually um, had an, uh, a, 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 what we call an unfunded, unfunded mandate. Meaning that, uh, you know, some of the projects that were started, they knew very well that they, they were not going to be able to complete or they were not going to be able to, to fund yeah. because the money had not just been there. Yeah. So but, what we started doing, yeah. what we started doing when we came in is to make sure that a we brought in um, an adjustment budget um, around uh, January February, where we began to look at how do we then ensure that uh, this new financial year, which we start just started now, will be cushioned in terms of how we turn from a very negative two billion rand deficit into a bit of a positive, and that's what we've just done. Yeah. All right. Lots of questions. I mean, I tweeted that I'd be having this conversation with you and I asked listeners uh, to send in questions uh, that they'd like me to ask you. But I mean, uh, questions rain from uh, uh, from Mami Lodi, the issue of uh, the stadium, uh, HM Beaches Stadium. What is what what is happening there? The people in Estres are suggesting that there are certain promises that you made them that you are not making good on. Kharangkua, um, they are blocked uh, sewage pipes and so forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Atridgeville people, I mean, that's where you come up with the Ashmohena. So uh, I'm sure you're closer to the people then, the issues that they raise, lots of issues that are coming out. But for me, Brasoli, the issue that I want to talk about is Mahube Valley. When we last spoke to your, uh, to your spokesperson, he seemed to suggest that when you spoke of a wall that is to be erected between the uh, formal uh, bond houses, let's say, uh, versus the uh, informal shacks that have now come into an altercation, that when you spoke of a wall, you were speaking in figurative terms. You were not speaking about a physical wall. Please, could you just clarify me there? Because let me tell you, I understood you to be speaking of a physical wall, and many of the people that called in later said, but we understood the mayor to be speaking of a physical wall. Now, I don't know whether that was just a matter of spin from the uh, from the uh, spokesperson, but let's get it straight from you. What, what, what are we talking about, and how far are we with regards to what is happening in Mahube Valley? All right, Aubrey, I'm glad that you're asking some of those questions, and I hope that we'll begin to take all of them, sure. including the issues of Yesteras, sure. um, the issues of Harangua and other communities as well. But let's start right there on the issue of, uh, of, of Mahube. Um, when we were when we got into office, there was already an informal settlement that had already or that was already um, there from yeah. last year August. Now, if you follow the prior act, you realize that uh, if people have been on a piece of, uh, of on a piece of land past a certain period, then you, when you when you um, are now having to relocate them, you have to relocate them um, to another place. You can't just uh, tell them to get off that piece of land. Yeah. That's number one. Now, when we when we got in, we engaged with both communities. I invited both communities to sit around the table to say, look, how do we then begin um, to cooperate and ensure that we can coexist? Yeah. That looked like a very, very, um, you know, far-fetched goal. Now, the, 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 the what we call the violence erupted there, I met with both, both um, uh, sides. And while meeting with them, I ensured, and I said to both sides, I'm not going to engage with people that um, want to use violence as a means of getting attention. We need to come around the table. We need to be able to discuss. 
On the same day, uh, we went to court. We got an interdict. The interdict said that because I cannot move those people from the piece of land that they are right now without having an alternative for them, what I could do is to ensure that nobody then is um, able to connect onto the infrastructure, the municipal infrastructure illegally. So that is electricity, that is the water infrastructure, that is the, the, the storage pipes. Now, what we said to them is that given the fact that the people that had built their uh, their shacks literally on the on the on the on the on the same um, grounds as your you know as the bonded houses. Yeah. For instance, you have a bond house and uh, you're on the outskirts of, of, of that particular extension. And somebody's literally built uh, their shack and you find that the back of their shack is the wall of your house. Now that again you go to work, you come back, when you come back Somebody has really uh, dug a trench across your yard to connect to a sewer pipe that is in front of your house and connected a pipe mm. that, you know, if there's not enough water and, you know, somebody has been using that particular toilet in the back, it's going to lead to disaster. So what we agreed that we're going to do is to make sure that we remove all the connections and to avoid having more connections, we were going to create that buffer not to separate the people, but to ensure that the people are not able to access that infrastructure. So that the number. buffer was going to be a physical buffer? Yes. It so was. It, it was going to be a wall, a real wall. It wasn't going to be an, a, a, a theoretical you know the wall. Thing, you know the funny thing, Aubrey, the issue of the wall didn't even come from myself. Mm. It came from the community itself. Because the, the, the formalized people, the formalized bond houses were saying that, look, um, we're not safe. We have our bills that are skyrocketing because of the connections onto our infrastructure. We have interrupted infrastructure, um, uh, supply of electricity, supply of water. Um, you know, our storage are always um, uh, sure. um, uh, blocked and all of that. So they said, if you can remove these people, then ensure that they don't temper into this. Now, there's a number of things that I've made a promise to and I've already kept from that day on. That we're going to reroute the electricity of the Mahul Extension One, which meant that the electricity that was going through the informal settlement to supply the bonded house owners, had we now had rerouted, we've already done that. We have taken it around the informal settlement to reach the the, the formal site or the the bond house site. Yeah, that's number one. We've made a commitment to replacing and repairing all the the water meters that were broken during the violent uh, protest which we did, everything has been sorted out. We have now returned normality to that particular area. Now, what happened after that is that on the informal side, we had also said that we were going to um, remove all the illegal connections, number one. We were going to uh, then provide rudimentary services where we are able to then provide for water, be able to provide for sanitation so that there's no need for them to then illegally connect again. So what we did then, is that we, we started developing, we've given them now six, um, what you call communal taps. Um, and when we were going in there to provide for toilets, um, we, we, we brought in chemical toilets that we were going to do as we do across the city where there's a need for rudimentary services. Surprise, surprise, certain elements within those same communities decided to block um, that particular service from coming into that particular area. And when we followed up is that there were other people that were there, the criminal elements who, who are making money out of this whole situation now. Because, uh, because what they do is that uh, they build these flushing toilets. And as much as they don't have enough water 
um, you know, to be able to flush through. Yeah. Um, they are renting out keys to the same toilet. Um, and these toilets are connected to the infrastructure that is on the other side. So that, that, that becomes now a bigger problem that it has been created there. Now we had a meeting again, a number of meetings with them. The last one, in fact, was this Saturday afternoon where I called in the leaders of uh, the, the Mahure uh, bonded house owners. And I had also called in um, the informal side um, uh, leaders as well. And, you know, the, the sad part is that they couldn't even be in the same room past five minutes. And it was like, we don't want these people here. We want to talk to you alone. Um, we want you to address our issues alone. I said, look, what is, what is, what is common here is that I need to find a lasting solution to... Let me put something life. to you, Brasoli. Let me put something yeah. to you. And I suppose... Um, and, and it's coming through in various ways on uh, social media here as I look at the questions coming through and, of course, mm-hmm. the way that you're responding. Some people are suggesting that you've already put yourself in a very difficult position by not dealing with the fact that there has been illegal occupation of land. That is the first issue. You've already allowed that to be the case, that illegal occupation of land has been taken over and nothing was done as expeditiously as the law allows with regards to that initial crime. Now, we understand the historical issues around the country, but there are certain laws that have not been um, uh, adhered to. So by already allowing those um, uh, informal settlements to continue and not deal with them as the... Uh, the aberration of law as they are, you've already put yourself and set yourself up for a situation where you are now creating a precedent that says that all you need to do is illegally occupy land, uh, and uh, for that, uh, and then and then there's uh, going to be a noise, and then it's ultimately the city is going to put in services and so forth, uh, and that is a situation where it is unfair for the people who own bonded houses. I'm, I, I, I mean, these are the questions that are coming through, Whoa. and some some people can are suggesting. Yeah, no, no, let me just finish uh, the, the okay. question because so, it's it's connected with all of these elements, and then. Finally, some people are saying that because your hands are tied, you have an, uh, uh, an agreement, I don't even know what to call it, coalition, with the EFF that has put you in an unenviable position where you can't say to the people that are taking over land illegally that this is wrong. Uh, and so you find yourself... Uh, so you, you find yourself in that situation and the question then becomes to you Mr. Mayor how then can you run the city of Tswane in a principled way when you've got all of these very very irreconcilable uh, um, contradictions that you need to deal with Aubrey I think I think if you had listened to what I said right at the beginning yeah. to say that informal settlement didn't just start in, in on the 3rd of August or September, October. Sure. That informal settlement was there from May last year. Yeah. Meaning that two, three months before we got into office, that informal settlement was already there. People were, there were, there were, there were even uh, plans to ensure that the people uh, were registered in that particular VD and assisted with voting. Yeah. So that was already there. Sure. That was created. So now to come and say, because we are, you know, voting with the EFF on issue by issue basis. I mean, anybody in council will tell you, even the EFF will tell you, if there's something that principally I don't agree with, 
um, I will say it. Um, it wouldn't matter whether, you know, it's, it's, it's something that goes against the EFF or whatever the case may mm. be. But if it's, a, if, if it's a principal matter, I will raise it. Now, I painted a picture right from the beginning to say that we inherited this problem. Mm. It's not something that was created when we were there. Yeah. Let me also give you another fact that people seem to ignore. There is three portions um, in Mahuve which has been illegally occupied. Two of those three portions don't belong to the city, belong to a, a private developer or belongs to a developer. Now, what happens normally is that if a developer or if an owner of a piece of land doesn't get a court interdict so that the police or the law authority can then remove the people that have occupied a piece of land on time, that creates a problem. Now, when you do have a situation, and we have a number of situations, there was another one that happened recently in Bavian's port yep. where people had started occupying land. But because the owners got an interdict, we were able to immediately then remove the people from occupying that piece of land. The same thing happened in Artichville, and what's going to be happening now in Artichville is that uh, the provincial uh, government owns a piece of land there by Artichville Extension yep. and, uh, 19. Um, you know, people were actually occupying that land illegally. They got an interdict. That's how we were able to then move. So, and so if I understand you, Mr. Mayor, the if I understand you correctly, uh, any other uh, movements to occupy land illegally are now being dealt with prior to that happening? Is that, is that, is that my understanding? It has to be that way so that you don't have to then be trapped um, under the Pia Act um, where if people settle on a piece of land past a certain period of time, yeah. um, you now struggle to remove them because you have to now find an alternative. That's why I'm saying the problem is that that happened way, be- uh, way longer before we came yeah. in for us to be able to then action anything. So this has got nothing to do with the EFF. This has got everything to do with what was allowed on that piece of land before we came into office. Well, what, is the, what is the EFF's attitude at the moment with regards to the situation? I mean, I'm sure there are conversations uh, outside the chambers that you guys have. What is the EFF's position uh, with regards to these illegal land um, occupations, uh, I've heard, for example, that the BLF has been involved in uh, the illegal occupation in some parts of Nalmapias in the area of Mamilodi. Uh, and uh, some people are arguing that uh, the illegal occupations of certain pieces of land uh, near the Easter Fabrica area is still continuing in Mamilodi. Uh, what are the conversations that you are having, having there with your, uh, I suppose, motion-by-motion motion partners, the EFF? Well, look, one of the things that we have brought to the EFF's attention was our plan in terms of how we'll be able to ensure that there is um, law and order in terms of how land will be distributed, all pieces of land and housing opportunities. This morning, as I'm talking to you, uh, as, as I'm talking to you, um, Aubrey, we had just relocated 370 plus people from uh, Pumulong informal settlement into, into, into now permanent stands which will now begin to have formalized water, formalized electricity, formalized um, storage systems, roads, and all of that. So we are saying, and we have said this to the EFF to say, the, the, the occupation of land legally is only taking us back because we are not then able to, um, you know, uh, put what we want to put in place in terms of ensuring that our people have, um, you know, a piece of land that they can own in addition to that, that they would have 
former life services. Now, if you go to any informal settlement, if you like, around the city of Swan, we have 183 plus informal settlements in, in our city. Mm. If you go to any of them, you'd find that people build shacks literally on top of each other. Mm. Now, you will not be able to dig a trench in order for you to put a pipe, electricity, uh, what do you call a, a stormwater pipe or a storage pipe or freshwater pipe or even be able to put in um, proper roads and all of that because of how people begin to occupy land. Now, we said we will, op- we will then identify uh, pieces of land that haven't been um, developed. Develop those and then go into our informal settlements, transfer people from informal settlements into the, formal, uh, the formalized or mm-hmm. uh, to the developed stands. And then you will then create a domino because, for instance, now we are removing the people of uh, Pumulung from one side to another. Then it means that that land that they were occupying will be able to then rehabilitate, will be able to develop and then go to another informal settlement and move people from there into the site. So that is something that we will sure, do. Sure. But what we've seen, and this is something that I need to highlight, yeah. is that there's criminal elements to this. And today was even evident. You find that people who are not even in desperate need of a piece of land or of housing. They would go and buy zinc sheets and, you know, be at the forefront of illegal occupations and then start charging people rental for those checks. So that is something that we have now um, seen as something that is happening across the city. And we are going to be following up. And we have identified, uh, especially around the Atrichville, Comora, uh, Victoria uh, West area, mm-hmm. um, it looks like there, there is, there is common, there's common people who are involved in the same par- in the same practice? Um, I'm not sure about the ones in Mamelodi and and, and Bavianspor. Yeah. If it's the same group, but we have identified. Um, you uh, know, are, are there are there arrests are taking place, uh, Mr. Mayor? I mean, we saw the 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 program on uh, ENCA. I think uh, I can't remember what the program is called, but uh, that there are individuals that are selling pieces of land. In fact, one of them was a former. Uh, ward councillor for the DA that got arrested and so on. But uh, what is the process? Are people being arrested? Is there an investigation? Yeah. Is there a task team that is going out looking for these people? I'll tell you why I asked that question. I was in Soshanguve last year and uh, disco- not Soshanguve, Hebron area, and discovered mm-hmm. that there were guys that were selling land. I contacted the uh, uh, provincial department of housing. Um, and spoke to them. I even had them here on land. I said I would be happy to go with you and show you the people that were selling the land there because I saw it happen myself. I remember uh, Magogo was taking out money uh, to buy mm. that piece of land and I could see this is a legal, illegal situation. Mm. But it, it looked like it was happening whoop whoop. You know what I'm trying to say? It was happening. Uh, it was happening. Uh, absolutely nobody was hiding it. It was just happening. Uh, what, what is happening with that kind of thing? What, are, you, are you doing something about What is happening about it? Oh, yes, we are. Um, you know, the, the, the ex-PR councillor was actually arrested because we had actually opened up a criminal a case. We've opened up a number of criminal cases against a number of these guys. And I must say that I'm, I'm, I'm really pulling my hair um, out here because of the slow response to some of these things. Um, you know, I said that if we make an example of one of these groups, then we'll be able to then send a very strong message across to say lawlessness will not be tolerated. Um, you know, but it, it looks like, you know, the, the, the um, you know, the, the wheels of, 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 of um, prosecution and justice 
in South Africa seems to be moving a little bit slower than uh, what, we, what we would love them to, to, to be moving in. In order for us to be sending a very strong message um, to these um, elements to say that these kind of things cannot be tolerated at all. Um, you know, and what is, what is so sad, um, Aubrey, is that some of these guys, before they even occupy this land, you'd find beautiful, big German machines packed, you know, in front of that piece of land. Exactly, the yeah. Day, the following day, you would find that brand new, shiny thing, meaning that somebody is actually going and investing in doing these things. Now, what I said to my team is that when we do break those checks, now we're not going to be um, handing them over to the occupants. We are going to be holding over. We're going to be holding on to those piece of, of, of pieces of sheets so that we can then recoup some of the money that is costing us to be sending red ends out there to be breaking some of these checks. Because we now want to get to the bottom of this thing. Because I am told in certain areas, people pay up to 1500 you know, for, 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 for that uh, check or to be renting that particular check. Now imagine if somebody's got 10 checks here in, in Nantijil, 10 checks there in Harangua, five checks there in, in Soshankuve, how much money is that person making while that person is busy sitting in, in, in Hruntluf or is sitting in, in Wood Hill somewhere mm-hmm. or in Artebiers, as it's, it's been rumored. That's See, I, I suppose what, what I'm asking, Mr. Mayor, is that uh, all of these things become mere conjecture if there is no real task team. So, for example, your co- counterpart here in uh, Johannesburg has employed, I think, uh, General, uh, the former um, uh, Hawks, one of the former Hawks head. Uh, anyway, it, it, he's employed him to be looking after the issue of 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 corruption and those kinds of things. And there is a particular task team that is handling that. Um, is there something of the same nature with the city of Tuan? We do have. We do have that. Um, there is a team that uh, we, we have employed. And in actual sense, I consciously chose not to make um, the names of, uh, of the team known because A, they're investigating internal um, matters and also they're investigating external matters. So for us to then be... Are, are we going to see arrests? Oh, they're imminent. Uh, a number of arrests are imminent. Even in dealing, uh, having to deal with internal um, matters where people have been found with their hands in the cookie jar internally, we, we are fast-tracking that, and we are hoping that arrests will be made very, very soon. Let's what let's we wouldn't want sure. to do is to rush into making announcements only to be sued um, you know, by the, the, the accused because we rushed into matters without making sure that all our, you know, all our, all our corners are covered. Talk, I was talking about General Shadrach's beer. Okay, let's move on to other things, uh, Mr. May. So much to be talked about. Oh, double one eight eight three oh seven oh two. I now invite your calls. The uh, uh, mayor of the city of Tswane is here with us, and he'll, he'll be taking your calls about whatever it is that you want to ask about uh, with regards to the city of Tswane. It's probably the biggest metro in South Africa, if I'm correct, uh, uh, Mr. Mayor. Yeah, sorry, uh, you want the to city of Tuan, probably the biggest metro in South Africa. I'm talking about the fact that it was integrated with what was um, Bronco Sprite uh, and all, Madibe. Is it? Yes. Yeah. So it's uh, the big. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's the biggest metro I understand in the whole of the country. Would that be correct? It's it's the biggest in the continent. Oh, and the, the continent. Third, Yes, and the third biggest in the world after New York and Tokyo. So I, I want to talk a little bit about the capacity to run a metro that big. And I want to do so by talking about, first of all, 
I mean, uh, I've got people coming at me now on Twitter about what is happening with HMPJ. The people in Estres mm. are asking questions about unfinished business with you there. Mm. Uh, the people in Kharangu are talking about the issue of uh, sewage pipes that aren't working. Somebody's asking me about your altercation with a young guy in uh, in Zgandaf uh, a few yeah, days ago yeah, and so forth. Yes. Yeah, and all of those kinds of things. But in terms of... Uh, roads that are unfinished, tarred, all of those kinds of things. Lots of questions coming through. In fact, I'm going to be starting to take those calls. But I do want to ask questions around uh, even the issue of um, uh, the revamping of Church Square and all of the uh, controversies that are arising there as people suggest that you want to uh, break down the statue of Ompo. Uh, you want to close up the, the, the face of the old Ratsal building. All sorts of those kinds no, of things. No, 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 so no, no. I, I do want to talk about that. But let me go straight to the lines. And then perhaps as we talk, you can weave some of these issues in. And by the way, uh, Mr. Mayor, that's why this has got to be an ongoing conversation. Because so many things that people want to talk about. And I don't think that one show uh, would be enough. So I'm, I'm sort of putting you on the spot here to say, please, can we agree that we can do this more often and more regularly so that people can be in touch with what's going on in this? We can. I Absolutely. think we can then decide whether we want to do this once a week or every precisely, other week precisely. or once a month. I'm, 100%. Here I am. I'm failing myself for that. Absolutely. Let me, yep. let me sure. quickly delve into some of the issues. Let me issue, let's, let's start with the issue of uh, of, of um, uh, HLP quickly. Yep. It, this has been one of the things that I campaigned around. Um, when when we were campaigning for elections, um, we we raised the issue of corruption that took. Agent Piche, by the way, is the stadium in Mamelodi that in has Mamelodi. been closed for yes. a very very long time, and yes. uh, corruption is suspected. 134 million rand apparently has been uh, well, allocated. Yeah, okay. It goes beyond that. There's been more than 170 million that has already been spent on that particular stadium. We've asked that, you know, people, because that was um, a, a, a joint venture between the provincial and the local government. We'd asked that, you know, um, the service provider or service providers be blacklisted and investigation be done. Up to date, nothing has of that nature has been done. We have said now to the premier, we are more than happy now to start um, taking over HMP chair, allocate the funds to us, sign over officially the stadium to us. The city is more than now happy and capable because we already have the designs. We're already, uh, you know, engaging with the communities. We've engaged with some of the residents concerned about the HMP chair to say that we want to then ensure that the stadium is handed over to the community, but we can hand, but we will hand over a, a complete uh, and then fixed stadium. Now, that is something that even as, as, late as, 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 as late as last week, we raised this issue in the in the legislature um, with a question and answer question to say, what are we doing to make sure that those that have benefited and duly so are brought to book and they will never do such, such, such things again? And how do we then ensure that we put money on the table to make sure that we are able to then um, uh, finish the, the, the renovations around HMPJ and make sure that the community of Mamelodi will be able to enjoy that particular stadium? So that is a conversation that is already taking place. And uh, the premier. When can we see? When can we see the stadium operation? I'm coming to that. Yep. I'm coming to that. The premier has already indicated that we we now need to ensure that the, the task team that has been set, um, you know, is now sitting around the table and, and finalizing in terms of 
um, when they will send over to the city and the amount of money that will be allocated in ensuring that this um, uh, uh, this uh, the stadium is going to be finally uh, revamped and handed over. I must tell you, it's going to cost in excess of 100 million to mm. be able to fix it and to be able to hand it over. And it, from the from the plans that we do have for that particular um, stadium, it will not um, happen in less than two years for the real uh, for the the finalization of. Uh, the, uh, the the refurbishment and uh, you know then the, the, the getting it ready to for certain standards that can it now be used as it has been used for Premier uh, Soccer League uh, for community engagement and all of that. All right, let's take a number of calls coming through. By the way, let's keep them short and sharp. Yo, lots of calls coming through. And by the way, uh, I promise that we are going to have some sort of arrangement, not only with the mayor of uh, the city of Tswane, Eguruleni, Mokhale Cities, Joburg, all of these uh, metros are going to be given the opportunity to talk to us about what is happening uh, in their respective areas. But now I'm going to take calls. Steve in Pretoria, go for it. Uh, good evening, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, Steve. Go ahead, So The mayor's Fine, listening. I'd like to speak to the mayor. He's listening um, to you. Go ahead, Steve. Uh, you know, I find it ironic the, 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 what the DA is doing currently. First of all, they've, um, the poor services are, the service level is going down dramatically. First of all, we were not told about um, the so-called incorporation of uh, the the separate uh, the front street waterworks. Uh, residents were never, never informed that it will be under one section, under the city of Tswane, there'll be a one bill which uh, is unaffordable for for most of uh, uh, people who are living in, 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 in townships. Secondly, secondly, this uh, water stream, uh, we've been reporting water uh, uh, a sewage that has been running on for, for a long time and we have never get any response. But in the cities, when they responded quickly, they are quickly to fix it. So I, 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 I think just the DAs has just failed just from the start. And I, I, I think it just must get out. Because so, so basically, it's, it's about the sewage in Karangua and the... And the, 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 the sun sprayed waterworks oh, uh, right. under the city of Tswane. I'm... There's no. We have had meetings, but there's no response of why All that right. has happened. We were not informed. It was in Harangwa uh, shopping center, but it was removed without notice. All right, Steve. Please listen to the mayor on the radio. Let's take one more call from Spusiso in Soshanguve. Spusiso. Hello, hello, mayor. Yeah, uh, hello. go ahead, uh, uh, um, Spusiso. Yeah. So I wanted to find out. I run a uh, beverage company in Soshanguve area, um, and we do not have any support in terms of property and land in terms of factories. Um, so what is the city doing to support small businesses that we don't have to get? Um, so I just want to find out what support can we get from the city itself. Spasiso in Soshanguve, thanks very much. Tapelo in Mabopane, hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Go ahead, please, uh, Tapelo. Uh, okay, uh, a quick one. Uh, what's happening to all this area, Umbra Ops? Because it's been abandoned yep. and a lot of boys are busy. With it. So, and Mabupani Station also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Audi, Audi Stadium in uh, in the Mabupani area, eh? Area, yeah. And, and Mabupani Station, what has been uh, renovated for the past 30 years, I think. Tabelo in Mabupani, thanks very much for your call. Uh, Mr. Mayor, the issue of Harangua, the waterworks, the sewage works, the DA service delivery process has gone down dramatically, says Steve. Spusiso wants to know, what are you doing to support SME, SME, SMMEs? Uh, and then uh, OD Stadium in Mabopani, what's happening there? 
Well, you know, um, listening to what uh, Steve had to say, you'd swear that Steve was one of those disgruntled um, workers that either used to work for SWA or had some business to do with SWA. And the reason why we decided to close um, uh, SWA, um, that was the, the waterworks agency that was operating there, is because the A were not accounting, B, and the amount of, um, you know, shoddy work that had been done, which is now forcing the city to spend much more money in trying to correct, is the exact problem that a lot of people around the, around the surrounding areas are complaining about. Um, if you go there, you'd realize that the, 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 the piping that was laid there was actually wrong for the kind of, uh, you know, the flow of sewage that is in that particular area. So now you're having a situation where we have to replace and we've already started doing that. We've, uh, we've put now 1.3 billion rand in terms of maintenance um, across the city, which will also include the, 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 the Harankua area. We have now decided that because SWA, in terms of how it has been set up, in terms of what they were able or what had they had been able to or should they have been doing that they failed to do. This is now our way of correcting what was wrong in that particular area. And what we realized is that ever since um, we, we, we made the announcement that SWA was going to de- be, to be dis- uh, destabilized or destabilized, um, we've, we've, we've now found issues where on a weekly basis you find foreign objects being thrown into the into the infrastructure there in Karamku. There were a number of arrests. Three people were actually arrested um, around there for, um, you know, opening up the, 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 the manholes and then throwing in stones, throwing in um, plastics that had been wrapped up in a way that they become now a blockage onto the system. So we corrected that. And for him to then say that we don't respond, I think it's very much disingenuous and very much unfortunate. And untrue, because we are continuing to engage. We continue to engage with Sanko in that particular area. We're engaging with business people in that particular area. Actually, and two weeks ago, I had a meeting with the, with the, with the, with the Victoria North uh, uh, Business Forum, which uh, some of these things were brought up, and we, we spoke to them about how we'll be able to address them. So I think it's something that is actually happening, and we are addressing that. I'm not saying that the system is perfect right now, but you would understand that when you're trying to um, change a particular system, there will be those that are resisting that particular change because they stand not to benefit anymore. So it creates another um, you know, issue on its own. Um, the issue of Spusiso, um, Spusiso we, we have now um, ensured that we have a, 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 a investment desk, if you like. If you know of you have as a young person, you have a, a business venture that you want to go into, please come in and make contact with our economic department and let's see whether we might be able to partner with you or assist you in terms of what you might need to, um, you know, to do there. There are industrial areas, we're putting 660 million rent in the new financial year, Aubrey, where we are saying we want to renovate some of the old industrial areas that we have so that our young people can begin to then occupy those and we can also attract investment. So um, there's already something that we've already identified and we're putting money in. We want people to come in and say, look, this is what we want to do and we'll see how we then begin to partner with them. So come and uh, talk to our economic department and see whether we'll be able to assist you with that. Mayor Mashaba has made tongues to wag, uh, um, Mayor Simang, around the whole issue of the cleaning up of uh, inner city hijacked buildings. The conversation mm-hmm. is spilled over into uh, Mayor Mashaba is trying to get rid of uh, foreign nationals. And, and, and you know the debate. You know what's going on there. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of people are asking similar questions around issues uh, around places such as Sunnyside. Um, uh, I'm already getting SMSs here with people saying, when is 
Mayor Solim Simanga going to be um, uh, doing what Mayor Mashaba is doing in Johannesburg with regards to hijacked buildings, uh, illegal foreign nationals. Uh, before we even go into what you are doing, just philosophically, what is your position with regards to the debate around foreign nationals, their uh, presence in um, specifically Sunnyside, but also other parts of of Pretoria and so forth. What is your what is your ideological position philosophically uh, with regards to that? And then let, let us know what you're doing about that if indeed it is a problem based on your on your reply, yeah? Well, um, you know, unlike Jobek, we don't have um, hijacked buildings in Swani. Um, we have overcrowded buildings, that's number one. Um, Jobek had buildings that were abundant and now therefore find themselves having shacks built into those uh um, what do you call it, into those flats, um, into yep. those units. Um, we don't have um, high debt in, in Swan. What we have, and this is something that we've already started uh, engaging with uh, property developers or property owners, to say that it's not good enough that you are just collecting rent each and every month um, for a family unit, as an example, but only to find that those units are occupied by 20, by 11 up to 20 people, um, you know, for a family unit. That that puts a strain on the infrastructure that puts a, a, a number of, uh, you know, strains in terms of how the place looks, in terms of, uh, you know, the, 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 the flow of uh, sure. sewerage, in terms of... I'm uh, pushing you because we're running out of time, man. Uh, so what's going yeah. to happen? Um, so what are we what are we saying or what are we doing around that, um, um, Aubrey, is that there is a task team that is now what we call the bio enforcers that are going in into those flats quietly, and we are now dealing with the owners of that particular place because it's not helping me to then say I'm going to target a certain group and then want to remove a particular group when the owners are going to do the same thing again tomorrow. Mm. So mine is to make sure that the owner takes responsibility. I target the owner. Let me tell you of a place that we are going into aggressively. If you drive into Pitera West, Kokwaha, around the Kwaha area there, you'd find that there is a two, there's two groups there. There's a Nigerian group and there's a Ghanaian group that are fighting over turf. <laughs> They've opened up a number of illegal um, penal beating shops. In certain instances, those same shops, in the back, you'd find that there is prostitution that is taking place, there are drugs that are taking place there. And that is the war that we are now saying aggressively, we are going to be going into those particular areas and we'll be dealing with, uh, you know, with, uh, with, with those people decisively. Are, are you talking to the Department of Home Affairs with regards to... I'm talking... Uh, yeah, with, with, with regards to, to issues of, of illegal immigration, those kinds of issues? We're talking to Home Affairs, and luckily, because I also have the, the embassies in, in the city, I've yes. already taken that discussion with the embassies. I've had a discussion with the, with the, with the ambassador of, uh, of Nigeria. We've had a um, uh, discussion with the dean of the African uh, Union or the African embassies to say, we need them to also assist us with this problem. We don't have, I don't have a problem with uh, people that are legally in the country and who are contributing legally um, towards the upliftment of the economy. I have a big, big, big problem with people who are here illegally who are also now um, in getting themselves involved in illegal activity. Mm. That is something that I have a fundamental problem with and I cannot hide um, that. Edward, in Glen Vista, very quickly. Uh, uh, sorry, I just want to ask the mayor, what are they doing with the Centurion Lake? Because he was, well, 
Um, I read one of the newspapers that we're going to be dredging. What's yep. going on on the Hushiro Lake? Edward, in Genvista, and perhaps you could talk to us about what's happening in uh, in in Estres, uh, Mr. Mayor. Uh, I know that there's a lot of uh, unhappiness there. Apparently, there's a tarred road that hasn't been sorted out. But what is happening with Estres? Apparently, they invited you uh, for a dinner. You made some promises. Nothing has happened. Well, there, there, there's a number. There's two things that we need to talk about in Estres. One is that uh, the people of Yesteras wanted, um, you know, to be built houses. Now you talk about a solution where you're saying, well, build houses, but we want to, because Yesteras doesn't have enough land. We are now going to be moving you to Nelmapias because that's where land is. And you find that the people that are supposed to be relocated don't want to move out of port, as they call it. So, on the border, you saw, on the um, you know, so that's that's the problem that we have there. Um, to say that we haven't been responding, I don't think that is also true. We've been to Nantes, we've cleaned Nantes up, and we're continuously in there doing sting operations to, to target gangs and also to target the, the, the usage of drugs in those particular areas. We are now working to making sure that the flats that are there close to the civic center, um, we are now able to then hand them over officially to the owners who have been there and who have been waiting for title deeds. So that is something that we already do. We have already started cleaning the streams that are going into yesterday's. There's a lot that needs to be done, I, I, I admit. But, you know, the, what we have made promises on, we have started um, working around. But, again, it's not going to help when people say... Uh, Mr. Mayor, uh, can, can, can I ask you to stay with me just for 10 minutes after the news, just so we can finish the, the balance of the people that are talking to us? I've run out of time and I need to pay the rent. Would you stay with us just for 5 minutes, I 10 minutes? Do. Thank you very much. Solim Singh Manga, the Mayor of Tswane. Let's take a break. When we come back, I witness news. Online, smartphone, DSTV channel 856 and on 92.7 and 106FM. This is 7.02. And the time is uh, six minutes after midnight and uh, the mayor of the city of Tswani, Mr. Solim Simang, is with me. He has agreed to stay with us so that we can finalize some of the pertinent questions that are coming through and uh, on um, on whatsapp i'm uh, i'm going to read you some of the whatsapp uh, questions that have come through uh, and uh, you can continue to send your thoughts through on 072-702-1702 that's our whatsapp line um this person says mr aubrey i am very grateful for the excellent job that the mayor is doing in pretoria particularly at hatfield and arcadia we understand that you are working tirelessly tirelessly to change the city and we are patient with you continue to do the great job says this person uh, in Lotus Garden says Aubrey can the mayor clarify the decision by the city of Tswane of the city of Hak Dureng Lachter uh, residents in Valmanstal when is the area occupation going to be finalized and that's from Moholo in Lotus Gardens in, is the mayor prepared to give him a phone number where he can be contacted off air and during office hours uh, and then uh, but Aubrey I hope Soli is honest because uh, it's no longer nice here in Mahube Valley we are getting robbed by these people and that is from Gerald in Mamilodi uh, people still uh, referring to the issue of HMP just saying why don't you just privatize it sell it to uh, the Mutsepe family take the 100 million rands and change the lives of the youth says Katli so Trevor Malau uh, and of course Tapele Mulefe says uh, the mayor hasn't responded to my question around OD Stadium uh, and then of course the question around uh, uh, the uh, the waterfront I think in Centurion what is happening there that is that has become an eyesore indeed it has 
but of course, there's the whole issue of the revamping of uh, Church Square. People worry that uh, the mayor is trying to get rid of the statue of uh, uh, Paul Kruger. Uh, lots of sensitivities around that. That's why we need to have more conversations on a regular basis. Um, we're going to try and make sure that that happens, not only with the city of Tswane, uh, city of Johannesburg, Eguruleni, and of course, Mokhale City, so that we get a sense of what is going on uh, with our cities. But uh, the mayor is still with us, and uh, he's going to be finalizing those questions uh, around uh, the questions that have been asked. Uh, Mr. Mayor, thank you very much sir, for staying us with us. You've heard the questions. Uh, Tapelo is unhappy that you haven't res- uh, responded about Audi State. Uh, the people at Hadurang Lachte uh, in Valman style, uh, the issue, oh, so many things, Mayor, but uh, that's why we need more time, yeah? Yeah, if, if you give me five minutes, sure. I should be able to do some sure. uh, decent um, responding to those. Yeah. Let's start with the issue um, quickly around what Spusiso asked um, about the, 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 the Mawopani station. The Mawopani station is, is a joint venture between. Uh, uh, you know the the, the provincial government, uh, the Transnet, and also um, the city. So we are now engaging in terms of ensuring that we are able to then bring some finality into the fixing once and for all of the Mabopani station. But also you need to appreciate that you need all um, to come on board and to make sure that uh, the people that are supposed to be investing in that particular area also bring in the money that is needed because you know the problem is money has always been uh, been brought forward but where the money ends up being at is it's another matter altogether but it's something that is receiving our attention as i said we've met with the business owners about around the particular area in terms of how do we then begin to finalize that um um pick and pay is one of those that have got a, a keen interest in that particular area in terms of how we then finalize and ensure that that particular area is is now conducive um, for business going forward. That's that's one, that's where we are. We're working around that. Um, the issue of uh, St. Kuren Lake, I've had a meeting with uh, Dr. Masina, the mayor of Ekurileni. I've had a meeting and we're still now going to have a meeting with all the two mayors because the problem with St. Kuren Lake is not just at the St. Kuren Lake. It's what is a downflow from Ekurileni, a downflow from um, Johannesburg. You would appreciate that from Alexander, um, from, from Tembisa, um, you know, the, the, the river flows from there up yeah. to the Centurion Lake. Now, we now need to make sure that uh, the cleaning, because we, we've already started trenching, we've done the trenching, we've got what we call the, what is the process called, desalinizing, I think, where you're able to remove the, the silt that is at the bottom so that water is able to follow through. We had, um, you know, a, a, a machine that is, that was a special machine that we had put there um, that we had actually used to make sure that we were able to then start cleaning and water was flowing. In, but we realize that we, it's a futile exercise when upstream and the same efforts are not being uh, conducted. So we have um, a scheduled meeting with uh, um, the two mayors um, combined because I've had meetings one-on-one with them. But we need to have a combined meeting where we're able to then say, how do we then address these issues once and for all? Let me address the issue of the Paul Kruger Square. Now, Paul Kruger, it's, it's, it's a part of history that is, um, you know, in our, in our city and we cannot do away with. I've, I'm one of those people when the people were saying that statue needs to go and I said, it doesn't help to remove a part of history that you don't like in order to tell your own. We need to tell a balanced, um, you know, uh, 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 history as it is. The good and the bad, you know, and, and we need to tell it um, as it is. And therefore, Paul Kruger forms part of 
this capital city. Oh, so you're not trying to remove Wombol? No, you know, it's going to be there. Um, What we are trying to do is to work around um, the the, the features of of, of the square and the flow that we want to introduce so that you are able to then have your your pavement restaurants around the particular area. Because Pokuga, the square itself, attracts thousands of tourists. But we want to make sure that it doesn't become just a two-minute thing that people drive around Mm. and then drive off. We want to make sure that people can get off there park, walk into an information center, walk out of the information center with information around Church Square as a whole, the old Ratsal, the, the, the synagogue that is, um, you know, right behind it, the, uh, the palaces of justice that is um, right behind the square, and the city hall that is um, uh, two blocks away, the museums that are there, and you can have restaurants around there. So we're trying to build a belt that becomes a tourism belt in its entirety. So Pokuga Square is not going anywhere, but we are saying that in order for us to enhance and to really use this as a catalytic, um, um, uh, what do you call, tourism um, um, attraction factor in the city. You need to make sure that there is a seamless flow around that and not just have that as just one piece in the city but it or just one piece in that particular area. But then there is an easy flow of information, an easy flow of business that begins to attract um, um, tourists uh, into a particular area as well. Mr. Mayor, uh, Audi Stadium? Audi Stadium, it's, it's again, it's, it's something that belongs to province. And Audi Stadium, you know, uh, Aubrey, that one is a tricky one because, um, you know, it falls between the northwest and the Gauteng uh, province. And now we needed a, a signing over from the northwest into Gauteng and from Gauteng province into the city. So it's not in the hands of the city as yet. It's now still in the hands of uh, the two uh, uh, provincial governments. And we will, again, as we've said with, uh, with uh, what do you call, as we said with uh, Asian Feature, we are more than happy and willing to take it over as long as it comes with the resources for us to finish it and to end it over. As People are talking about privatizing yeah. these, uh, these assets. Uh, well, HMPJ, look, sell it to the Mutsipes, take the money, develop the youth. We, we've, had, we've had proposals of, uh, of, of, of selling uh, these. But then again, once you sell it, and then you're taking away the ability of communities to be able to then have a, uh, access to some of these facilities, then it becomes a case 22 again. So what we've said is we'll entertain, we'll entertain offers or we'll entertain those that are coming to us to say, partner with us on these. But what I will not um, be able to do is to say, let's sell it completely uh, where we then at advantage of local people who possibly might want access to those or who then be denied access into those facilities. Then it, is, uh, it, then it defeats the whole purpose um, and why would then have those facilities in the first place. Mr. Mayor, I want to thank you very much for your time, sir. And, uh, and uh, as they say, my people will talk to your people, uh, so that so that we can have a more scheduled. Uh, I suppose I'm I'm looking at a monthly conversation with all of the mayors um, uh, of our various metros. And uh, my producers are saying that they're going to be also talking about some sort of a I don't know a, a pass mark that you guys are going to have to be passing <laughs> um, in terms of your performance and so forth. But uh, that's something i suppose we need to talk about internally i want to thank you very much sir for your time and um and i hope that uh, things go well and uh, oh very quickly the motion of of of, of a, uh, uh you're not gonna no, do it to bro, me. no 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 the motion the motion no, of no 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 you're not gonna do that to me <laughs> you, Look, I, 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 have, I, have, <laughs> I have i have my own views yes that, but i'm not going to go into that um 
Yeah, don't worry. We'll, we'll, we'll get your national leader to come and uh, account as far as this is concerned. But you see what this is signaling, that there is not agreement within the DA about these issues. Uh, well, I, 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 will, I will, I will not venture into that until the leader has uh, um, agreed to, you know, state why this thing has been has been taken. Remember what uh, the parliamentary caucus um, will decide and, and 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 discuss. It's not necessarily what would uh, have flown to all the structures, including up to us, when certain decisions in parliament are. Are taking All right. now. Um, that is something that I think you would. Mr. Need to a lot of people with, asking with for him. contact details. How do they get in touch with you and so forth? Well, our, our contact details are all over the the our website. Uh, 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 we we do have our contact details on our website. If you Google my name, you would find that my, our details are already there. Um, and yeah, that's how people can make contact with us. Um, our office, even if you're able in, in the CBD, you can just walk in into the Swami house and then ask for, you know, unfortunately you have, or fortunately you have most of the departments already scheduled there. So if you're in the CBD, you can just walk in there, um, you know, go to your information desk, they will be able to direct you to the relevant department as well. Solim Simanga, the mayor of Tswane, thank you very much for your time. Thank you, sir. Much appreciated. Let's take a break. When we come back, what did you think of that?